0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And well,
1: today, it's still two women, but not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with their smile? Laurie and Lynn giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right.
0: Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And
1: now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WIOK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is high, no need to waste it. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you?
2: I am doing just fine. So what what do we have to
1: report for our week? Um, Fourth of July, how'd that go? Uh, it was nice. I had a few people of my sister and her husband, Ed, and Meyer, Tommy, and yours truly, and then Doug Smith stopped in. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we had a good time. Then we went. I saw fireworks. Uh, I, w- we, I went to see fireworks. I should say, on um, Wednesday night uh, in Granton. Mm-hmm. Deb did Peterson you do and I. Where you went yeah, up on we the tried roof. to. They had it blocked off. Oh. But we did go in, sort of, into that section. And then, okay. so Deb Peterson and I went to watch those. And then uh, the. Um, Um, On the 4th, we went to the stadium. Uh, We sat up over near WNEP, below WNEP, Mm -hmm. and we had a perfect view. There were a bunch of cars, lots of people parked on the grass and all over the place. And then we we sat there and watched them, and they were wonderful. So a little bit late because the game wasn't over until after 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. But it was good. We had a good time. So then afterwards, I went and got an iced tea at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Okay. and my son sean's like mom I'm at 10 30 at night i said yes doesn't matter it doesn't keep me up
2: so it's okay you are so lucky i, I know i can't cannot do that
1: it i know Just really keeps me wide awake lots of people say that wow like i have my mara my sister-in-law she said i can't drink caffeine after like seven in the evening mm-hmm. i said oh good no yeah. Well yeah, so. and then there's Patrick who has uh, a pot what? of coffee before and sleeps like well, a baby, right? Yeah. that's, yeah, what that's he how says. I do. I could I, I could drink coffee and not stay awake. Wow. It doesn't I wish it jazzed me up more than it, it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it doesn't you need it. I know, but it it doesn't. <laughs> I wish it did. Oof. Well so we, <laughs> we went uh
2: nowhere. We sat in a in a couch. At and the, the chair
0: and, and my thought, chair did no, anyone sit no, no, in my chair no one
2: was in your chair oh, all right no. okay we were watching from the couch and we watched the macy's display and and it was fabulous yeah it was just incredible what they had done and i guess this was an, a very important milestone for the brooklyn bridge i don't remember what maybe the hundredth year or something like that but they did uh very special effects On the bridge itself and obviously the bridge was closed because you couldn't possibly ignite all these fireworks with people driving but it was spectacular it was just wonderful and I loved watching it because I didn't have to worry about anything Mm -hmm. loved it I don't think
1: I've ever watched is is that always on
2: yeah about 9 o'clock it starts on uh, 4th of July I don't think I've ever watched that it's really spectacular Yeah, cool. Beyond anything I can, and it's continuous. It runs for 25 minutes of continuous, incredible displays. So, and and they in the background they have all of these people singing and um, all the patriotic music. It's really pretty. Love it. So we did that, and then um, the next evening, Pat's cousin who was with us from uh, Washington D.C. And he uh, decided that he wanted to go to the Alpine, which is one uh, of his I favorites. I know where that in
1: in uh, Cresco or uh, no. Mountain Home. No. The oh, way. the Alpine. Don't mind me. That's an old. There was a German place. I forget what it's called. Oh, I, I don't what even you know. Mean, Do you know which big one I mean? Beer barrel. Yeah, and, and I don't. I forget the name of it. Oh, you yeah. mean in um, Honesdale or whatever yes. it is? right okay. before
2: Honesdale, it yeah. was. Um, he
1: had. He's
2: in the military, and he had lived and done some work in uh, germany and he absolutely loved the food and thought it was just fabulous so he rediscovered the alpine uh we've been there it's been there for so so long but he wanted us to go over so we did we joined him and there were some fireworks going on somewhere in the distance and we saw those as well But uh, this was fascinating to me to look at that menu because it was just probably ninety percent meat. That was and monster (laughs) sizes, Uh monster portions of meat, and there were all the bratons, the sour bratton, something bratton, whatever. But there was also um, some kind of fried things and potato pancakes and um, applesauce and coleslaw type things and. The soup was prime rib soup with uh, cabbage and something else in it. Prime rib soup. Yeah. It was just, it was a very different menu. Not something that I really was a a fan of because I'm not a real heavy meat eater. You know, I just, I can't eat all that. And one portion was enough to just, he ordered some ribs and he ate what he said were half of them and he had a full half plate left. And it was just incredible. So if you if you like meat and you love gravies and all that kind of stuff, that's the place
1: to go. Yeah, they, they say that. As a matter of fact, they help the cultural center with your, um, you know, the, where you won the very first. You have the distinction of winning the very first. Um, cash prize there for their Oktoberfest. They yeah. they um, help the cultural center with um, brats and stuff for that event because it's Oktoberfest. So
2: yeah, and of course all those beers too, which you can imagine there's so many of them. But I- I'm not a fan of that. Either, yeah, me either. So. <laughs> me either. But it was very interesting. It was a, a different <clears throat> type of meal that haven't had in a long, long time. Patrick loved it. He had a steak and um some other good stuff so it was different and and i i liked it it was enjoyable but it was just pouring that night pouring 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 Uh a tough ride back from the perspective of uh started to get foggy and it also was a two-lane road plenty of deer i can imagine yeah so anyway we did that and well that was good it was good it was really good the only day we actually went out for a boat ride i think was sunday That was the first time it actually wasn't raining and was not so hot that you couldn't breathe. So we did go out for a boat ride, and it was nice. But um, I want to say nary a spider, just so you know, not a single one
1: on the boat. Mm, Okay, well, that makes me want to come then up there. (laughs) <laughs> last this and then i was the one who drove the boat
2: i know how about it how'd you do i did very well did you go fast no uh, no i didn't go are fast. there speed limits no it's just really more of the capacity of the boat and the
1: engine okay but don't you think some people are crazy up oh there? they
2: are they it's are scary
1: and the waves they produce yes. is scary there especially are some- if you're just like hanging out you know those waves are intense they are they really I love the sound of the boat. I love the sound of boats though that yes. like is it a bell what's the what's on them that make that sound the buoys against the, 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 that's the possible. base of the boat yes. I don't know what it is but I love that but it's also hitting the water you know well, that water that's you that I love it um, um, there's something so soothing about that
2: yeah and so beachy
1: almost it's kind very of.
2: funny that every time we do go out for a boat ride and come back you go through the procedure of you take everything off the boat then you have to put the boat cover on and then you walk up to your car and you go back to your house and it's inevitable that within that first half hour after you've been off the boat you could sleep like a baby uh-huh
1: it's the rocking, it's, right? it's the motion the and the water the it's, sun it's, it's all, all of that. contributes to um your brain saying i could sleep now baby you <laughs> know those, nothing like i guess being rocked or cradled well, and that's, it it's, it's that like, same I natural say it's feeling like being
2: back in the womb uh-huh, it is with the, the water fight. and the, yes yes but once you get back to that and you sit down and you i, I watch everybody just nod off people just fall asleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and well patrick was already asleep well, when he yes. got home because he didn't even that, go right no, no that's can't correct. even contribute contrib- it to that no a I tribute. Can't. i know no that was a exercise in futility yeah. in that case well you still you went you had a good time you had a nice couple of days it was we a good did. weekend it was a um, they say weekend. this weekend is going to be nice as well and we stayed there another had, night. another night i know yeah. which is
2: fab we came back monday evening right before dinner i love it so it was nice
1: it was just uh, five days uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah it's it was good worth it nice that's nice well i see you have lovely shiny sparkly earrings in today i wonder which person with good taste gave you those i don't know they are lynn they look stunning <laughs> on your uh, they're, they're sabika earrings because because she we gave are, them to me I, I did and they are stunning and um, Sabika is a, I, I, you know what, the, I, we may have spoken about this, but what the heck? Sabika is a female, a family owned business owned by a woman and her daughters. Uh, the woman's from Austria, I think, originally. Mm-hmm. They are in Pennsylvania, they're in Pittsburgh, and it's a um, consultant. You have to buy through a consultant, They're not. it's not sold in stores or anything. And our dear friend, Sandy Pagnani, Peg, is the uh, local gal who, uh, she also owns city limits hair salon and we have been dealing with sandy now for many years i love her as a matter of fact last night this is why it's a perfect segue mary beth d'andrea and mary jean hunt and dixon and sandy pegnani and i went out we went to la cochina for dinner and we had a lovely time and we all had some piece of Sabika. <laughs> on Mm -hmm. and uh it's beautiful jewelry and uh i just love it it's great quality and they look stunning s-a-b-i-k-a slash uh, hyphen jewelry dot com and it's beautiful stuff and sandy i do Parties. Um, they all, the, What's great about them is it's a female-owned and run company. It's a Pennsylvania company, and they contribute. They do special pieces for Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. And if you have a party, they will also donate to a nonprofit. So I've been doing the last couple of years. I've been whatever we sell, they donate ten percent of the party cost to the nonprofit, which goes to Hospice of the Sacred Heart. So it's been it's kind of nice the way they they do their. Um, did you say work. what that word means no sabika. i don't know what it means oh i have no idea but that's the name of it and i it was funny i just met this um, young woman the other day and she had a piece on it and i said is that sabika because it was a chain type mm-hmm. and she said yes and she buys from sandy too so when we i told sandy last night i just saw someone with it on too so um, real pretty stuff but that Um, I always say, do you ever notice, Lynn, Anna Wintour, when you see her with her three-round stoned necklaces she's kind of it's her signature Mm -hmm. style that sabika stuff reminds me i don't know what hers is but it reminds me of sabika in many ways but those stones are beautiful and they're swarovski crystal Mm -hmm. so and they're nicely made so lynn has like white hair and black glasses and then these have a a very white stone with a little drop of a clear stone and they just look Fabulous. Fabulous, yes. yes. I decided to put
2: them on today because I knew that you would see them. Uh-huh. I love them.
1: I love so, them. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. And then. It's, um, it's bling. Yeah. And then, uh, where was I? went. Oh, no, that was our Wellick group. We were out and about on uh, Tuesday night, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I was around all, all kind of all weekend. I really didn't um, do much this weekend. Just. I had some, unfortunately, I had to go to two viewings. Mm-hmm. Um, one made, did I say this last? No, I didn't. But my dear friend, Francine Ferraro's. Um, she's been one of my best friends since second grade. Her dad passed away. Um, so I was at her view, her dad's viewing on Friday. And a dear friend, Joe Malazzo, who um, was president of Milazzo Industries, who's been a dear friend of mine since, oh man middle of 1996, somewhere around there. um, We met at Make-A-Wish, and um, I just loved him. His daughters and his ex-wife, I'm very friendly with them, and it's just, it was heartbreaking. He was just 56 years old and just a wonderful guy. So um, it it really hits you when you go to two funerals homes back-to-back. Not that, I mean, many people have to, but it's, wow, especially young you know Mm -hmm. it's but no matter how old it's it's heartbreaking and every time you go in you can't help but feel your own loss and pain right it just brings back all those those same memories so anyway we're going to take a quick break you're listening to laurie and lynn show we'll be right back it's saturday morning with laurie and lynn now
0: back to laurie and lynn
1: back everybody you're listening to the laurie and lynn show and i'm laurie cadden the owner of laurie cadden enterprises which is a fundraising pr and special event business
2: and I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically designed for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host. BBW. 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 Baby boomer women. Yeah, BBW. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, P O T P. Yeah, they have a ring to it, don't they? And. And that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Mm -hmm. So last time we were talking, we mentioned about an article that I said I thought was really interesting because the person who wrote it, was a retired Wall Street Journal journalist. And the title is, The Biggest Surprises in Retirement. So we talked about it in general the last time, and I said that I would come back to it because I think it's pretty interesting. So one of the first things he said, like surprise, the guy's name is Glenn Ruffinock. And he said, like surprises, retirement for better or worse will change your life more than you anticipate. That, that that's the consensus of those who should know best retirees themselves so what do the experts neglect to mention what would you tell would-be retirees to watch for the answer in short is almost everything he says, Prizes ran the gamut from the wonderful to the devastating. Many readers told us they were surprised that their savings and hold are holding up just fine, although several said that household expenses and Medicare premiums in particular have been steeper than they anticipated. Relationships? Conventional wisdom holds that making friends in later life is difficult, but numerous retirees told us the conventional wisdom is simply wrong. They also told us, however, that they miss being part of a team at work much more than they imagined. I think last week when we talked about this, I mentioned that you and uh, Randy were referring to each other as that your house, <laughs> lots mean, your of work husband, yeah. And lots work of people wife. do that, yeah, yeah, because that that truly is the team that you're developing with people that you work with mm-hmm. all the time. And when you arbitrarily pick a date and say that's it, I'm tired, I'm not working anymore most people don't really anticipate the sense of loss they feel yeah
1: because it really is
2: a loss.
1: well lynn did you see the paper this week where it said and i didn't read the story because i have three three days of paper that i have to catch up on but where it said twi- i think it was 23 percent of people will not retire yeah they and I, they have no intention of no. doing so at, at, at the age that they can is my point yes they can retire, and they absolutely refuse they not, to. not to. choose not I think it was, a lo- I don't know, 22, 32, something. Do you remember that? Yeah, and it was, it was more than what it was, uh, I
2: think, 15 or 20 years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It is a significant difference in the number of people who are choosing to continue to work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's all inclusive in that that statistic about the number of people who continue to work in their same job in the same company.
1: Yeah, or if they retire and go somewhere else, right. Yes,
2: as consultants. Like I said, I didn't read it. Or they also could decide to do something totally different, but they're still out there earning money. Right. And that's the differentiator. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they think of retirement, think of it as being the absence of earned income. Right. That's not necessarily true. And most people would go stir crazy. Mm-hmm. How many divorces, do you know, have been?
1: I don't know. That's an interesting question. You mean after people retire? Really? Yeah, I, I married that great you divorce to see
2: you at night and on the weekends. I didn't marry you to look to at you all ugly day face long, twenty four seven. Wow, It's huge. Then again, I know some people who just travel and they love it. And, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But again, that, that wears out after a while. You know, travel becomes your job for some people. Yeah. So um, here's some of them. He talks about the joys of taking a risk. There's a woman named Patricia Plumeri, who's 69 years old and a retired accountant. She found a second career and lifetime occupation as, improbably, a guitar player in a four-person ensemble near her home. I love it. The seed, she explains, was planted during her teenage years in southern England, where she grew up watching fledgling bands, the Beatles, Pinks, the Rolling Stones, perform mm. in local music halls. Uh. A guitar she recalls seemed to be an instrument that could readily express feelings of joy and sadness. Uh six months after retiring in 2010 when quote i could make a major time commitment to doing something purely for my pleasure end quote she signed up for her first guitar Guitar lesson lesson. (laughs) oh my god progress she notes was painful (laughs) hours of practice each week left her fingers numb i would go to my gym and swim in the pool gently massaging my left hand to get feeling back into it (laughs) Today, her group, which includes her husband, also retired on bass, plays two hours weekly. Performing in public, at least for the moment, isn't part of the plan, but other rewards suffice. She said, I wanted something in my life that wasn't income-driven. The feeling of accomplishment and the realization that I can actually play a guitar is pretty heady stuff. That's great. I love that. Then there's another guy who um, says, reader after reader made the same point. Retirement is tailor-made for a leap in the dark. <laughs> this one guy said, I thought of hobbies and other interests, but I was ex- that I was expected to do. But in the end, did something totally different. He's a retired engineer. He said that something is volunteering full time with children's programs, college students as a mentor, senior home repair, and his church. <laughs> He did it all. That's a mix. Yeah. Even doing good involves risk, he said. Tasks will come your way that to your thinking are a waste of your talents or an affront to your dignity. He said on more than one occasion, he found himself addressing waste plumbing systems in homes that were a phone call away from being condemned. There's also a risk of getting too committed and not being able to say no. The more you do, the more is wanted. Such hazards though, tend to pale beside the payoffs. he notes, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a deep satisfaction from knowing that you've changed someone else's life for the better. And then the other thing that was a surprise in retirement was discovering the unexpected luxury of time. I love that phrase, uh-huh. the luxury of time that observation from vicki rob a retired real estate agent in california was echoed in dozens of the responses we received even though retirement today as opposed to 20 or 30 years ago is seen as more active more purpose-filled many readers told us that active isn't mandatory that it's fine simply to do chill. nothing yeah uh, ms rob for one says there is now time to take an extra moment to exchange pleasantries a time to let some in a hurry go ahead of you Mm -hmm. and then in quotes she said the hurried person used to be me yep time to play with a child at their pace and to meander when shopping instead of power walking to find the item and get her done Yeah, and so I think about that every time I, I, I have to laugh because I'm not a shopper. We I, know, you know, somebody who likes to go in and hang out. I go to a store because there's something I need. I get it and I leave. Uh-huh. And that's, that's exactly what she's talking about. There's time for slow cooking and to drive a friend to the airport, time to waste a morning at your first art class, even though you'll never sell anything. A companion theme was the idea of control, retirees discovering that they are in charge of their daily routines, not their boss, their clients, or their children. The biggest surprise was realizing how much of our time when working was determined or dictated by someone or something else. In retirement, though, almost everything we do is because we decided to do it. Mm -hmm. It's exhilarating. And then they talk about um, a retired pilot who told us his days are filled with an eclectic mix of projects and chores, working in a small orchard on his property, shopping, walking the aisles of des- of deserted stores mid-morning during the week is pure joy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, no, I just think but that's see, cool. Yeah, because those are things that, that you really they drive you nuts and and when it's busy and you're and then you have the opportunity to experience it differently and it feels good (laughs) yeah i mean it's that simple And he
2: said he also takes in the occasional movie matinee. Oh, I I love it, too. That's great. And for good measure, building a small airplane. The Ah. point, he manages the schedule rather than vice versa. Uh I challenge myself daily with work of my own choosing, he notes. I get satisfaction from a well-built fence or a blemish-free restored piece of furniture. This is really funny. And the airplane... He said the kit came with ten thousand rivets in large cardboard box. So I use the level of remaining rivets as a thermometer of progress. At last count, I have nine thousand to go. Oh boy. <laughs> Jeez. So that's some stuff. And then, you know, they talk about careful planning that pays off financial surprises. Uh, That's where, you know, I come in. And um, this guy who's a retired engineer, divides his time between Colorado and Ohio. If you want to have a comfortable retirement, sacrifices are necessary while working. Well, okay. Interesting, several readers pointed to the same factor as playing a critical role in their financial success. Eliminating debt before leaving the workforce. I could do 20 minutes on that alone. Yeah, but I'm not going to. But interesting that the latest—I'll just say—the latest um, magazine from AARP has something that's in there for Jean Chatsky, who's their—I love Jean Chatsky, person in residency. Yeah, she's uh, she's guru. on the Today Show a lot. Jean. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's a, very high-profile person. Yeah, she's good. She is good. I like her. But she said something about the big question was. Um, I have a mortgage going into retirement. My husband doesn't want me to have it. What's the reason for why I should and shouldn't keep it? She does a whole thing about it. I'm not going to get into it. Maybe we'll do that another time. But this idea of having to get rid of all your debt before you leave the workforce is not cast in concrete. There's a lot of reasons that it may make more Especially sense. Especially a house, right? The mortgage. Yeah, and a mortgage. it's good debt, right? Yes, it makes a lot more sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, anyway... Um, And they talked about getting hit by high costs. We said that about Medicare premiums and household expenses. They were much larger than they originally anticipated. I generally, when I do the planning for people, I have them do out that, not necessarily a budget, but a spending pattern and and how much they anticipate then I add 20 percent on top of it because Mm -hmm. there's so many things you don't realize that you pay for Mm -hmm. that may be things that are automatically withdrawn from your checking account and you don't notice it or it goes onto your credit card or something and so when you're looking at what are my expenses you forget about those right but they are very important and there's nothing we can do about increases in Medicare and Medicaid not sorry Mm -hmm. Medicare and Part B and prescription drug coverage when they tell you that that's what it costs, if you want to go shopping, Then great. you do it. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. But for most people, it's such a drag to go through all that, that once they do it, they just think it's the cost of doing business. Forget uh-huh. about it. So um, the other thing I think is important that people say you can figure on 80% of your pre-retirement income in your, in retirement. And he said, that's quite hogwash. The big reality is you'll spend 100%. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about uh, yes. that before. Yeah. Yes. And he said travel and recreation ad, medical ads, family duties ad, vehicle
1: maintenance, a lot of things. Yep. So. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And- it's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
3: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. It's a a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on
0: iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Okay, I just wondered. I thought maybe
3: we lost each other there for a moment. Uh Uh, One of the things that I was very much interested in in talking about is an article that was written by a woman who has her own website called 60andme.com. (laughs) <laughs> and she's okay. really fascinating because she's she just keeps reinventing herself all the time. And this particular like Madonna, blog post like Madonna. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This particular blog post that she did was about women entrepreneurs and some advice she has for them. Six ways for an older woman to become a successful entrepreneur. And I happen to love the picture of this woman who is um, above this article. But anyway, um, 60andme.com. So she says, obviously, that uh, the numbers are rising dramatically of entrepreneurs aged 55 to 64. And research by the Kaufman Foundation, which is like the gold standard of entrepreneurship. It indicates the increase from 15% in 1997 to 26% in 2015. And, of course, we know that the number of those that are women-owned firms are increasing two and a half times the national average. So she said that what she thinks, um, which might make a big difference, is that the reason why women can be successful in later years as entrepreneurs is because she said older women have a wealth of experience we know that i can think of far more advantages of starting a business later in life we've gained a wealth of experience and wisdom on our journey of the corporate ladder we've worked at our careers and grown a network of useful contacts which is your forte and at last but not least, we don't feel the need to reinvent the wheel because we've already seen that a round wheel offers the best solution. <laughs> I love <it>. Exactly. <laughs> love it. Okay. So she says that some of the advice she has in in making sure that we succeed in this is don't involve your retirement funds. And if possible, do not use your retirement funds for your new venture. Ring fence them for when you need to stop work. I'm not sure what that means, but that she is, is she um, say, say that word she's again. British. She's British, and I think that might mean something there. But it's called. I didn't hear the word though. Ring. R i n g. Ring fence them for when you need to stop work. Okay. Which, I guess it's something like you know put them someplace where you can't get your hands on them. All right. So that's. That's one thing. The second thing is network. Use the network you have built over your career years to help you raise funds to start your business. Enthusiastic or opportunistic entrepreneurs are more likely to succeed because they tend to believe in themselves and their products. And the next one, make sure your your idea is sellable. Bounce your ideas off your personal network before you launch and then define who your customers will be and what their specific needs are. So you can tailor your product to be attractive to them. And another uh, suggestion is research. Use the internet. It's an amazing resource full of wonderful information. Always cross-reference as it is also a source of fake news. And the next one is run a trial run a proof of concept to assess interest in your product or service before you sink a lot of money into the business you only have to look at your pinterest feed to see the women have great to see that women have great ideas are talented and creative as mothers and housekeepers they are already familiar with managing budgets and the logistics of people what women often lack is belief in themselves and the confidence that they can handle it. We all have days when we think that we cannot do it. I have them too. The saying, fake it till you make it, will stand you in good stead when it comes to having the confidence to run your own business. Mm-hmm. I think you and I have been there a couple times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
3: heavy on the fake. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> if, you, if you still have doubts, find a coach or a mentor to help you brainstorm ideas when you hit overwhelm and have difficulty seeing the wood from the trees I think those are all really good suggestions and we know how many I think we could probably go through six, eight ten women that we know who started businesses when they were over the age of 45 yeah yeah and and
0: they've all been
3: very successful. Would you agree?
0: Well, no. she's right about the I mean the experience that you get and what you learn and how what you've learned and the experience you've gotten can apply to what you need to do to start the business it is absolutely i think crucial that you to have those type of experiences and then apply it to your own business because i think it's got to be harder and i don't know this for sure i guess i could talk to my sister because she sort of did it without really working elsewhere to start her own florist business but most people don't just do that they get some type of experience or Um, understanding of the business world somewhere else and then they take what they like to do and apply it to that. Would you agree or not?
3: Yes absolutely and I think what that was her point is that by the time we are in our 50s or 60s that experience is absolutely something that you cannot replicate anywhere else. All all of what we've been through, what we've learned, the good times, the bad times, that feeds into a successful entrepreneurship because we don't have these, um, I would say, flighty expectations of how fast we're going to make money and how easy it's going to be. We've been there. We've been through the tough times. We know that things don't always turn out the way that we expect them to, but I think the other thing too is that once we've been through whatever we've been through in our lives, the number of years we've put in as adults, we also know that there are opportunities that present themselves, like what you and I were talking about the other day, that kind of come out of the blue that you did not anticipate. And Mm -hmm. if you're not ready to walk into those opportunities, you might just say oh i haven't had enough experience or i don't think i can handle that and that was her other point that women don't have enough belief in themselves so i think that there's a lot of women who actually could be extraordinary entrepreneurs but they don't see that for themselves and they're just too afraid I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just yeah,
0: think that's yeah, true. Really, the fear factor, especially if you're alone and you are, or you're a single mom, or you're, you have nobody else to back you up, so to speak. That's that's a big scary thing to look at and to actually say, um, "I'm going to do this." Yeah. It's, well, you've been there. I know I have. You've been and there as a single mom
3: who said, uh, "You know, I'm going to do what I have to do," and you made it work.
0: Yeah, I mean, and kudos to not, you. It hasn't, as we talked about this morning in the last couple of days, about all these kind of things. It's not been an easy road. It's, um, it's, it's you know, the, the, the decisions you make, the um, you know, just everything about it. It was, it was. Um, I guess that old line, they say, you know, that the fear of being without something or the the the, the um, pain of being in something is greater, becomes greater than the fear of being without is when you make a decision. That's right. Yeah. Right? So if you yeah, hate absolutely. a job that much or if you hate what you're doing or you just know or it's become boring or, uh, you know, mundane, whatever it is, if, if that's. That the pain—I say pain—in in using that um, loosely—but if the, 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 that you really don't like it that much, becomes much more powerful than the fee, than the fear of um, being without something. You'll do. You'll make that change. Yeah. And without, by that I mean a steady income, not knowing what you're going to do. Those kind of things are being without. It is. It's a big, sometimes I think back and think, oh my God, like, what was I thinking? I I was 48 years old, and um, I, really, and I'm thinking, oh my God. I was just talking um, to a
3: guy a little while ago that was asking me something about my background. And when I started reciting it myself, I thought, wow, did you take some huge leaps of faith? Yeah. In <laughs> so many things. And uh, you know, what? like you said, when you look back at this, you say, what was I thinking? But, but the point is, I did it. And, and it turned out to be a great thing. Okay. But you had to have that belief in yourself that you were willing to jump in With all fours and say, I'm ready to go. I want to try Mm -hmm. this. I believe in myself enough that I think this is better than where I'm at. Right. Right. Yeah, so, and then, you know, the older you get, Laurie, the more willing you are to take those risks. I don't know if it's because your mortality is staring you in the face. You know, it's like, if not now, then when? Or whatever it is. But I, I just think older women are ready to do that quicker than a lot of younger women.
0: Yeah. Maybe I I'm wrong. Too, well, I think, too, it is so crucial, so, so important to have a network of women and men, but primarily women, who can support you in your decision and people can lift you up and tell you you can do it and can be your guiding light. Because if you don't have... People in your corner like that, it's a whole lot tougher to keep going. Like, I'm Agreed. just fortunate that I have so many wonderful friends who have either done it before or just believe in it and are there. You being one, taking a risk, even with the radio show. Now, many years ago, we talked about this. We, you know, yeah. I was doing some stuff there, and you said, I'll do this if you do this. And then it, it ended up that we decided together to do something. So, you know, those kind of things, if you don't have a woman in your corner who believes in you, it's a whole lot harder.
3: Yes, it is. And I think also, once you make the decision to do something, if you don't have that network, which you do extraordinarily well, as we say in the promo what is it's not about who you know or it, it, well, it's, and, it's but you
0: know because it is who you know that's what i say. <laughs> because that's true i mean it is people it is. need you need you need help all the way through life and when yep. it comes to people you throw things up you get little bits and pieces from people that you respect and you know have been there it it, it helps so um that and I'm one of these people so. who have to talk and talk things out and get a different, a couple different opinions from several of my friends, and I and then I kind of piece it all together. And that I think yes. it works out very nicely. Well, that's true. With because a couple of guys things that, in there.
3: Yeah, but but true that women are far more collaborative. You know, yes. we will do things like you just mentioned. You and I can do something together. We started to do this with the radio show. I'll help you to do this. You help me to do that. And then something else came out of it. But it's that right. willingness to help each other, that, that uh, no fear of being somebody that's got a territory that they have to protect. And, right. and that's how it works. And it works well
0: well and including these uh, our sponsors that we have year after year yeah. after year who believe in what we do believe in the product, and and it it works and it last it does. night we were sitting having dinner we sat. we were talking to what was it a charlie and betty newcomb he was going on and on about how he listens to us all the time and betty said i do too it's not just him so you know big <laughs> shout out to them because that's what happens yes. everywhere we go somebody says something absolutely so it it works. Okay. Well, um, that's the end I of think it. Think we're out of time up. here. Whoa, baby. All right, well. Uh, I guess we'll take our um, our leave. So I uh, hope everybody yeah. has a wonderful weekend. It's going to be a beauty, and as was today. And uh, see you next week. Uh, be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye.